Well, hello there. Welcome to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. I'm your guest host today and next week too. Val asked me to be a guest host so she can work on a project for all of you intentional mamas. My name is Jan L. Burt, host of the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, where we talk about God's promises to us. And I'm so honored to share this episode of the Practically Speaking Mom with you today. It's a chance for busy moms to remember to renew their hearts and minds about what is truly most important. You know, mothers wear many hats, but not every headpiece bears the same weight or carries the same importance. Val is so good at reminding us of the most important things. I cannot think of a time of year better suited to the wisdom that Val shares in this episode than Christmas time and the days leading up to a new year. And speaking of Christmas, next week, I'll be back here to share a Christmas devotional with all of you intentional mamas. If you would like to connect with me, you can go to my website. It's just my name, J-A-N-L-B-U-R-T.com. That's janlbert.com. Or just look in the show notes for this episode, and there'll be a link to my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show. You are listening to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe a pen and a journal to jot down some key points that Val shares, and listen in to episode 24 from the vault of the Practically Speaking Mom. Hello, Intentional Moms. This is Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom, and this is your place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. I'm so excited to spend some time with you today, and I want to start off today with a review that someone left me on Apple. They said, I love the sound of her voice. It calms me as I go about my chores and gives me so much encouragement to do it joyfully. Thank you for that. That's from the Manfitz family. And I so appreciate it because actually Apple Reviews is a key thing for all the platforms for recommending podcasts. When someone does a search, for example, for a family podcast or a parenting podcast or a podcast for moms, the number of reviews that they have plays a big role in whether they get recommended or not. And of course, the whole reason why I do this podcast is so that I can reach families to encourage them, to motivate them, to equip them for being a stronger, healthier family that is truly learning to live out the masterpiece family design that God designed their family to be. So I just appreciate it every time I get a review. Thanks for that. Now we're going to shift gears into the continuation of what we've been talking about, living a lifestyle of feasting with the Father, and how critical this is to you as a mom and to your kids, what they need from mom. So the first week, we learned that God is our source. Even as multitasking marathon mamas, you know that God has prepared a table for you, a banquet table for you all along your marathon path. And what our children need most from us is a mom who is living a lifestyle of taking the time and valuing feasting with the father. We're still learning what feasting with the father is. And so if you don't have a grasp of it yet, it's okay. We haven't 
even dug into that part of it yet. But our kids don't need all the latest gadgets. This is what we learned in, in the, the first week. They don't need all of our of the latest gadgets. They don't need to have a hip mom who knows all the right lingo and dresses in the cutest yoga pants on the block. Your kids don't need all the greatest entertainment or all the expensive events nearly as much as they need a mom who recognizes that God is her source, her source of strength, of wisdom, of direction, of peace in the midst of life. So that's what we learned the first week. Uh, so that would have been, I believe, episode 22. Episode 23, we learned we are the atmosphere setters in our family's life. In our own strength, we can maintain a good atmosphere for a little while, But when my heart is anemic for the spiritual nourishment I need from my creator, my provider, my counselor, my guide, I simply can't keep up that positive atmosphere in my own strength for very long. The atmosphere of our heart is dependent on filling from the Father. So that's what we learned last week, which was episode 23. Now we're ready for this week's new step in learning to live a lifestyle of feasting with the Father, when we feel like a frazzled mama. Okay, now this is where daily feasting with the Father comes in. Do you remember in the Old Testament, we find the Israelites wandering in the desert, and they need food. So God sends them manna every day. He sends them manna. He said they couldn't store it up or it would spoil. You see, he wanted to give them fresh nourishment every day just the amount they needed. He wanted them to trust him that he would provide what they needed. He wanted them to anticipate his provision. He wanted them to go through the action of gathering it every day. That's what he wants to do also by us taking time with him every day to to see it as our soul's nourishment, just as food is that you eat and sleep that you need to get you need your soul nourished too. It's the most critical fuel for our mom life. I'm not saying that missing Bible study uh, for a day means that God is booting you out of his blessing. Of course not. Instead, think of it this way. The more depleted you are spiritually, the more depleted you are in your very worthy and big role of motherhood. As I mentioned before, you are a multitasking marathon mom, and here's the deal. Your perspective needs the Lord. Your energy needs nourishment from the Lord. Your joy comes from the Lord. Intentional mom, don't run on empty and expect to bring it effectively in your role as a masterpiece mom. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably saying, I don't get a second to myself without the kids, not even a bathroom break alone. How am I supposed to find some time to meet with God every day? That's just not realistic for me. Well, that's a great question, and I'm so glad you asked it. (laughs) So here's a few suggestions. I pray while I'm falling asleep at night and while I'm waking up in the morning, and this allows me to begin and end my day with the Lord putting the day ahead in his hands, giving him my concerns while I sleep, 
These are all ways that I learn to walk hand in hand with him throughout my life. I have a prayer. I try to pray every morning, and it goes like this. God, give me passion for your purposes in this day and peace about the things you don't want me to get done. I've mentioned this prayer before because the deal is I recognize that I will not be able to get all of my to-do list completed in a day or really ever, (laughs) I think. And I know that unexpected situations are going to arise in my day too that, that aren't even on my list. But here's what I know most. God says that we are his artwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared in advance for me to do. So he has an agenda for my day. And I need to trust him that he will make me passionate about his agenda and that he would give me peace about the rest of the list that is not going to get done. Now, there's more things that you can do. You can also pray like my grandma prayed. She prayed out loud. No matter what us grandkids were doing, she would just go ahead and pray. I could be upstairs and I could hear her downstairs praying. I could be on the front porch and I could hear her in the house praying. She just prayed out loud. You can talk to a friend in front of your kids and you can talk to God in front of them too. In fact, this might be one of the greatest gifts you could give your kids, letting them see and hear that mom puts her trust in God. She has a relationship with him. She leans on him. He comes to her mind in moments of good news to praise him, in moments of decision to seek his counsel, in moments of fear to bring peace. Time with the Lord is your daily spiritual nourishment that will fill your heart to pour it out for your family. Now, there's much more to living a lifestyle feasting with the Father that we haven't gotten to yet. So we're going to take time each week until we have made it through all of the different aspects of learning to live a lifestyle of feasting with the Father. I have another little idea for you. Well, I have a few more, actually. Uh, One of them, I just want to mention Susanna Wesley. If you've never studied about her, she, I want to say that she had 17 children. So clearly she was very busy. She basically led a home church. So she was busy with that too. Her husband traveled a lot. If I remember right, it's been a long time since I read her book, but uh, if I remember right, her home burned down a couple of times. I mean, this woman has been through a lot, right? Uh, Well, one thing that she would do, you know, she's got a busy household, of course, and this was a very long time ago when there weren't washing machines and microwaves. And uh, she, she would pray by putting her apron over her head. And it was her way of letting her kids know, kids, mama is occupied with the Lord for a few moments. And so, you know, that worked for her. I, I've literally done that a few times. Okay, some some other suggestions for you. I had two Bible times with my kids each day when they were all little. As they grew older and they were in the habits of their Bible time themselves, then we went to one and then one on their own. But here's what the two looked like when they were little. One was a group devotions time where we'd learn together, pray together, praise together, memorize scripture together. Then a second one was we would call alone Bible time 
we'd have it all in the same room. Everyone would find their own little comfy, cozy spot. Um, and they would have their Bible if they were old enough to read a, a Bible to read. Or if they were younger, then I would give them picture Bibles, you know, just the, um, so board books, for example. Uh, but they all got used to reading or praying or just they experienced that time, setting some time into their daily life for that. I was growing this lifestyle in them, but I was also creating a spot in my day for me to be able to get that time with the Lord. So it worked dual purposes. Another thing you can do is take advantage of the wonderful tools available in our electronic age. YouVersion Bible app is awesome. It is free and you can listen to the Bible and it's read very well on there. It actually has lots of different reading plans you can choose. Uh, one that I would recommend is the Bible Recap by D Group. Uh, but anyway, there's lots of them to choose from on there. And there's also lots of languages to choose from and translations. I like the ESV version. Now, there are several options for scripture to music also that you can incorporate into your life throughout your day. Seeds Family Worship is a great option. Uh, Cedarmont Kids has a lot of them. There's really so, so much available in that area. So those are some ways that a busy marathon mama can still incorporate some time with God into your day. Now, I really do want to get into the nuts and bolts of what what does God bring to the table and what does he want us to bring to the table. There's so much more to say on this topic. But what we're going to finish out today with is uh, we're going to take about 10 minutes to talk about how you can be a powerhouse parent. Last week, we talked about some communication commitments that Rich and I made in our marriage. This week, we're going to talk about, well, I'm going to talk about, he's not with me today, but I'm going to talk about four powerhouse commitments. It's from a parenting class that we taught for a long time, years ago, and this was the four commitments that each parent would commit to, to be a part of the group. So, And I thought you might find them helpful as well. I want to talk to you for a few minutes today about something that my husband and I used to lead called Powerhouse. And this was a, a parenting group. It was at our church and anyone was invited to come who were parents and we wanted to help them to be a powerhouse. And we led this group for, I don't know, maybe five or seven or so years. And we uh, had four commitments that we asked them to make if they wanted to be a part of the group. And I just wanted to share these commitments with you in case they might be ones that would be helpful in your home as well um, between you and your spouse. Or if you're not married, just you, a commitment to this is who I am. This, this is decisions that I've made. You know, when we make commitments with ourselves or we come up with a game plan, then what that does is it saves us time because we're not waffling back and forth trying to decide, am I this person or am I, am I a person who lives in this way or this way? Or is it really a big deal today? When we make a commitment to something, then it's done. We can save time. We can save stress. We can save decision-making the decisions already been made. So here's just four basic 
solid decisions that you can make in your life uh, to help you be a powerhouse. The first one is, I think I'll read all four of them to you and go a little more in depth about them. So the four commitments are, one, I will model a God-first relationship with Jesus Christ. Two, I will honor my child's parent. Three, I will guard my child's heart. Four, I will encourage other parents to be a powerhouse. So let's look at those super quick. One, I will model a God-first relationship with Jesus Christ. See, you can't lead where you're not headed. In other words, if I want my kids to have a strong relationship with Jesus, I need to have a strong relationship with Jesus. You can't lead where you're not going, and you can't teach what you don't know. Your relationship with Jesus is the most important relationship of your life and the most critical and the most necessary element of making your home a powerhouse. Now, this is what I believe, and so that's why I'm sharing it with you. Um, I love you, whether you believe like me or not, though, and I want you to feel comfortable being a part of my podcast and and being a part of my community here, the, the Practically Speaking Mom community, the place for intentional moms to build strong families. I want your family to be strong, and I want you to be intentional. And if your beliefs differ from mine, I just love you anyway. We can, we can be different from one another and not agree on all things and still be edifying to one another, still building one another up and encouraging one another. So I don't want you to feel pressure about that. I do want to explain it to you. I have chosen to follow the God of the Bible and uh, I have just found to know him personally and I have found that as I honor him through my actions and just giving my heart, um, ask, asking him to, to really making room in my heart for God. Um, I have found that he has blessed in many ways, but most of all with peace. It's given me great peace to know that my creator is the one that I am following because he knows better than I do. And so that's, that's kind of my belief system there. And I wanted to explain that to you. And the Bible verse that goes along with this first commitment is, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. That's from Psalms 127.1. And I truly believe that God knows better than I do about how my family can be successful and to be strong and to be full of love and to to be able to withstand the storms of life. And so I choose to do things God's way. And so this was a commitment that I made that I am going to put God first and in putting in putting God first and in following him and making decisions his way uh, as he lines out in scripture, then that is actually the best way I know how to care and love my family is by putting away my own selfish motives and things like that and just following God's ways. And so that's how I choose to do it. The second one is I will honor my child's parent. And that might be hard to hear for some of you. I I know that not everyone has had the greatest experience with their child's parent. And no, I, what I want you to know is that no matter your situation with that other parent, 
You can be honoring to them and about them in your attitude and actions and words. You may not be able to respect them or trust them or condone their actions, but you can honor them. And honoring them is a way for you to also love your children because it creates, you know, there's a lot of studies that show that uh, kids whose parents are in conflict with each other in heavy conflict or tearing one another down, it's very unsafe feeling for those kids. And so you can increase their safety and confidence. And, um, you know, when, when a child feels safe, then they feel brave as well. And so we can be helping them to be brave enough to tackle their life issues that are going to come up. Um, even by honoring our child's parent. The verse that I put with that one is Romans 12, 10, honor one another above yourselves. Then the third one is, I will guard my child's heart. Today, more than ever, your children need you to be a gatekeeper to what goes in their mind at a young age. And so especially those first seven to eight years of life, their worldview is being shaped by the things that they're exposed to. And so really protecting their mind and heart at that time, you want to think of it as like allowing their roots to go deep enough to withstand the weather of of the world before they're exposed to the world. Just like we when if we plant a seedling tree, we're going to put some protection around it, especially if we know a storm is coming, but we're going to put some protection around it until it is strong enough. And we want to do the same thing with our kids. We want to protect their minds from peers to technology to attitudes of our culture. What you allow in your home and in their lives will shape them for good or for evil. And I put the verse with this, Ephesians 6, 12, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I really do believe that uh, we have a spiritual enemy, and he desires, the Bible says he desires to still kill and destroy. And I believe that that means even our families, he it's like we have a target on our back that he wants to ruin your marriage and he wants to uh, have conflict in your family so that it isn't strong and, and able to move forward and to be whole and to help one another grow and, and succeed in life. And so we have to be on guard against that enemy's efforts against our family. Now, likewise, just as our family or your family needs to be strong, we want to help other families be strong too. And that's where the fourth commitment comes in. I will encourage other parents to be a powerhouse. In other words, I want to encourage them to be strong because if I can help, not not only do I care about others and I want those other families to be strong, but I want the world that I leave to my kids to be better than the world that I found. If all of us had that attitude and perspective, then it would really start changing things around. And And there's so many good people out there, and I know that, and I don't mean to sound negative about the world, because I'm also very encouraged about the world. But at the same time, a realistic parent 
realizes that there are danger zones in our world that are not safe for our kids. And we, it is our job as parents to guard against that. Well, we want to help other families to be strong too. If we all can start building strong families around us, then that's how we change not just the, the kids in those families and, and those families, but we start changing communities and we can start changing our nation. And of course, we're a very global community now, so we can have an impact if we have a mindset of wanting to encourage and strengthen other families to be a powerhouse too. And some verses to go along with that is, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded them. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19 through 20. And then Hebrews 10, 25, let us not give up meeting together, but let us encourage one another. Uh, my favorite Bible verse is Deuteronomy thirty nineteen, And it says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today that I have set before you life and death, blessings or curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. I want to encourage you, intentional moms, have some concrete, pre-decided commitments in your life that this is what I'm striving towards and this is what our family is going to be. And the the more that we have that solid, the less um, wavering we're going to be as different things come up. So I would encourage you, determine to be a, have a God-first relationship with Christ. In other words, God before me. Okay. And then secondly, I can honor my child's parent, no matter what kind of relationship I have with that parent. And thirdly, I will guard my child's heart. It is worth it. It's worth the effort. It's worth sometimes relationships with our kids can be very time consuming to make sure that we're talking through with them the different things that they're exposed to in our world. Take the time to do that. You want to protect and shape that heart and mind. And then finally, you want to encourage other parents to also be a powerhouse. Wasn't that great? Such tangible, wise counsel from Val. You know, we can actually do this and do it well, this lifestyle of being intentional moms. I'd encourage you to listen to this episode again at some point in the coming months, kind of as a refresher. Let's go all in with the Lord and apply what we've learned today to our everyday lives as mothers. Godly wisdom, godly truth is meant to bless you and your family. And I'm sure Val's podcast has done that. Thanks so much for listening. And would you consider leaving Val a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on and subscribing to the Practically Speaking Mom? It has been an honor for me to share this episode with you. And if you'd like, you can find me at the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast where I talk about the promises that God has made to us in the Bible or my website, janlbert.com. And again, thank you for listening today. And I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a truly blessed new year. Bye-bye.